Welcome back to Under Pressure, your favorite business building podcast for the pressure washing community. And uh, today I'm very excited to have with us Wesley Matthews of High Level Marketing. Uh, Wesley, it's nice to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Hey, Jake. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Uh, our pleasure to have you today. Uh, we, Pair Payments, met Wesley actually at the Small Business Expo in Boston. And uh, we were so excited to talk to you on this episode so that you could bring some of your marketing um, experience, insights, and advice to the community and our audience here today. So uh, just to, to understand why people should listen to what you have to say, could you give us a little bit about um, your background um, with marketing and high-level marketing and, and what exactly you guys do? Yeah, for sure. So uh, just kind of opening the Komodo. So I'm about to turn 41. Uh, I've been in this industry now for about 15, 16 years. So I kind of got into this industry. I don't want to say by accident, but really I was 25 years old. I'm a young kid. Uh, I was in the finance world doing mortgages and I felt like nobody was taking me serious. So what people would at my age take me serious with was technology. And I was always interested in technology and I was always interested in marketing. Um, so I've always been an entrepreneur. I love small businesses. So I set out this mission to just work with entrepreneurial run companies and I knew that marketing advertising and web is such a confusing thing that I wanted to be mm -hmm. that sort of component to come in and create clarity for businesses and, and build trust so I actually moonlit for a company back then uh, I was a sales guy and I was told from the get-go bring in deals and we'll fulfill and everything's gonna be great and we'll all go skipping off in the sunset the reality was they screwed up every deal I brought to the table and I remember sitting back watching <laughs> saying, you know, you have to work really hard to screw this up that bad. Why don't you just do a oh, good yeah. job? So that opportunity led me to create my own company. So back in 06, I launched my own company, bootstrapped it, and I set out a mission to just be a very transparent digital marketing company. Uh, because as you know, you guys are in the merchant processing world, uh, I'm in the digital marketing world, 90% of what's out there is complete shit. So I wanted to be yeah. one of the 10% to just have normal, real conversations as an entrepreneur to entrepreneur and really shape and guide companies and help them make educated decisions. And if I could be a little part of that, uh, that's really what kind of got me into the business and motivated. So that was 06. Fast forward is 2022. So I've had the, you know, the opportunity to grow a business and, and what that looks like, you know, so to give you an example, started the business uh, really in 09 is when things really, I partnered with my partner. Um, I was the visionary CEO. He was the chief technical officer, sort of like the operator in the business. Um, you know, grew that company to about six and a half million dollars of service revenue. Um, you know, uh -huh. by client acquisition, by taking clients on one by one. You know, like I said, I'm an entrepreneur. Last year, we actually uh, consolidated our company and we merged with another digital agency. And this year, we're on track to do about 21, 22 million in revenue. Uh, so we have um, right now we have a hundred about 120 employees, and we have over 2,000 clients, small business owners, uh, small to mid-sized businesses that we help. So it's very entrepreneurial driven. We only work with entrepreneurs. We do not work with Fortune 500 companies. Uh, so you know we love the small local business that wants to market 10 to 15 miles from their area that like leads and opportunities, and we do that by way of website by search, search engine optimization organically through Google and paid search and social media. So, um, yeah, there's a lot to unpack with, yeah. all, with all of that, but that's sort of the <laughs> high-level overview of myself. 
I'm in the, the in high the business. level. I love the I love yeah. the callback there. So the, that's awesome. And obviously, uh, Wesley here has perfect insight and experience dealing with companies like you, our audience, um, are running and operating on a day-to-day business. This is exactly what what you need to be doing for marketing is talking to someone like Wesley because, Wesley, the reason why I'm so excited to have you on today is that one of our most requested topics to cover on this podcast is marketing. We have a lot of people in the audience who, when I when I talk to them about their business and how they operate it and what they want to hear on the podcast to help them grow, it's always going back to marketing first and yep. saying something along the lines of, oh, I hired someone to do SEO, I hired someone to do make my website for me. And they're paying all this money um, for for marketing, just what they call marketing. They might not know so much what's what's involved there, but they're not really seeing too much come from that. For so sure. I'm very excited to have an expert on today who's going to touch on some of these topics. But um, I wanted to get to that first. What are some of the topics that you think we'll we'll get into today? Yeah, I think you know to your point of just that, right? Like if you're a small local businesses, what what do you do, right? Like. You have money, and really, at the end of the day, if you're a small business, everybody sits there and ponders, how do I get more business? So I think I can help create clarity around the whole web complexity and what should you do and should you spend this or that. Same thing from an organic standpoint, a paid standpoint, and a social media standpoint. So uh, the other thing I could probably provide is a couple little things that, you know, some takeaways that your listeners could probably, like, implement today and actually start to see oh, value. Awesome. So I'm a big guy of, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very involved with an organization called EO which is uh, an entrepreneur organization. I've been, uh, I've had the opportunity to be part of that for about eight years. So I'm all about sharing knowledge and sharing experience. If I can add any type of value, I'll leave it here and your listeners can take it and do what they want with it. And hopefully it helps. All right. Sounds great. And we'd love the actionable, um, actionable info that someone can go act on today. So that all sounds amazing. And first of all, I want to say to you, thank you. Uh, it sounds, I love the the sound of, of high level marketing, what you guys are doing. Uh, it's very on, on track with what we're doing at pair payments where, like you said, you have an industry where it's tough to get, um, transparent and honest people to work with you as business partners and take and have someone who actually wants to help you take your business to the next level. That's what we're all about at Pair Payments. I can tell that's what you're all about. So I'm very excited to get into it and get into some of this, what I know will be very valuable information for our audience. So um, I guess the first question I have for you is someone who's just starting out, if they're just starting their company and they're, they're all they're doing is hitting social media or putting out flyers. What do you think the first step should be? Uh, that first actionable item. All right, you turn off this podcast. You're going to do yeah. something. What should they be doing first? You know, for for me, just you know, from an entrepreneurial perspective, like what are you what are you doing? Like who are you trying mm-hmm. to be? Right? Um, you know, narrow down your service offerings. Like let's use carpet cleaning for example. Like do you do commercial carpet cleaning? Are you a residential carpet cleaner? And, and why you, like, why does it matter? Like, why should somebody work with you? So I think understanding, like, I'm not saying go through and create all your core values and do all this stuff, but like, understand where you're headed. Um, the best tip I would ever recommend for any entrepreneur, whether you're starting or you're an existing business is, is read and learn about EOS. You know, EOS stands for the Entre- Entrepreneurial Operating System. You can read a book, it's called uh, Traction. Um, you probably have it behind you. Yeah. Um, there, there's. <laughs> There's a couple other little books around that. And what that does, it there's what's called the VTO, um, 
Mm-hmm. And, and this this might sound like I work for EOS, and I probably should at the end of the day, but like I sound that, like that too. <laughs> that doing the VTO, which is called the Vision Traction Organizer, will allow you to take everything in your mind and put it in writing, and it'll actually allow you to lay the foundation of what you're actually trying to do. So that would be step one. Sounds easy, really difficult to do, because it, it makes you answer some serious questions around yourself and the business. Number two, build a website. I don't care if it's with me. I don't care who it's with, but just make sure it ties into that VTO I'm talking about and it lays your vision out there for the world because everybody's going to judge you. Everybody's going to go to your website. So if you are a pest control company, if you're a you know power washing company, they're going to click on your website and they're going to check you out. So I would start and make sure and make that investment because, you know, outside of your business cards, your face, you're out shaking hands, people are going direct to your website and make sure it's simple, clean, effective, and tells your story, you know? And again, it's 2022. There's companies like us where we love to white glove and do it all for you, but there's other things out there, right? There's Fiverr, there's Upwork, there's all these things out there. You can have a pretty kick-ass website to get you going, right? Absolutely. And I, can you speak to the importance of the website? Because I know a lot of guys um, who do it old school. I, I've talked to some people recently who only accept cash and they, they don't even yeah. want to be on Facebook or have an Instagram page or what. I, and I understand that. But what do you think the power of that online presence is and having that home base of a website to kind of anchor you? So look, I think back in the day, everybody used to talk about brick and mortar and how important it was to have a presence. I mean, your digital presence is more important than anything. And at the end of the day, the www.yourbusinessname is your digital presence. Like, I don't care what you want to talk about. You can talk about Facebook, social media, all these things go back to the website. That still trumps everything. And you have to have a good website. Like, that's the ante for anything, anything you do. And to your point, Jake, a lot of people talk, and we talk to these guys all the time. Wes, I'm too busy. I can't handle another piece of business. But guess what? The other takeaway that for your listeners is you need to build a kick-ass employee page on your website. So even though you don't want more customers to pay you, you need to attract talent that want to come work for you. So why should I go work for you? Like everybody complains, I can't find text. I can't do this. I can't do that. Well, what are they looking at? Like these guys are online. They're searching your social media. They're going back to your website and you're not promoting or doing anything for that. No wonder why you can't find anybody. So investing in a website to attract New customers, employees, vendors, whomever is the most important thing in my opinion. That's so funny because I was just talking to someone yesterday who's a home inspector and general contractor who said something very similar. They said, I can't find anyone. And they said, I can't find anyone who's not willing to do the work for an outrageous amount of money. Like they, the only right. people they could find wanted like $100 an hour to swing a hammer. They'd never <laughs> picked up a hammer before. So. Yeah. So that's that's something that I don't think anyone's mentioned on this podcast before is it, being able to find talent through the website. What is the most effective way to do that? Do you just have to like show who you are as a company and your values? And then that also like would the secondary effect of that would be your clients would see how personable you are. They connect with you as a person, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that, you know, today it's what, 2022, like video media, audio media, yeah, showcasing like, what do you do? Like, how do you treat your employees? Do you have core values? Again, going back to the VTO through EOS, um, if you can map that out, you can start like, that's the that's the beginning stage of all this other stuff making sense. So if you can show people like the picture of your building and you know how happy your customers are and maybe the journey of like the whole experience and like, why should I care? Like if I'm a tech, 
why should I go work for you versus the umpteen other, you know, pest control companies out there? So, and again, you know, what, what I'm talking about could seem to be overwhelming, right? For some, like, hey, I'm just a pest control guy. Like, this is what I want to do. I get it. But there's companies like us and other reputable companies out there that can really help with the strategy and then also do the execution around it too. So you know, I was talking with a guy uh, yesterday actually in an event and, uh, you know, they're trying to be one of the biggest construction companies in the, in, in their area and they're actually in a different country. But one of the challenges that they were faced with is they were the small guy. They're the tiny guy and everything. There's like three big competitors in their area. And they were like, we can't compete. Nobody wants to work for us. They want to work for the behemoth, right? That's what they said. Uh, somebody had the, the idea and said, let's make it our effort to win best places to work. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of that or if you've heard of that. It's a very oh, prestigious wow. award yeah. that says best place to work. So one of their goals for the quarter or the year, I forget how long it took them to do. They're like, we're going to win that. Because what they did is they put that banner on every job site they had. And their tagline said, excuse me, unboring. And it said, 20, you know, 2019 best place to work. Their company went. Phew. So I think sometimes the answers are like, we need leads. We need revenue. That's a, that's a byproduct of the real problems, which is you yeah. attract good people and talented people. That's going to happen. So I think I would, I would question and challenge entrepreneurs to think differently and to kind of open their mind around other things that could really help them grow their business. I love that. That that is amazing because you get so many people at these events that are saying, "Hey, I'm looking to hire someone. I, I have all the we've done the marketing. I have all the leads. I got to slow it down because I can't find people to hire. No one wants to work. I got all these leads and all these jobs, and I can't fulfill them." Right? And so that is, I love that. That's amazing. And if anyone is listening to this and hasn't heard of Traction that Wes has mentioned a couple of times, go look it up. I believe it's by Gene Wickman, right? With it's Gino Wickman. So actually, I'm in Michigan. He's actually like right down the street from me. And an easier read than Traction is called Rocket Fuel. That's like an hour read. Yeah. So if you're an entrepreneur and you literally want to take your... I mean, I'm sitting here telling you, like, I did about a million dollars in revenue when I first joined EO. I learned about EO. We catapulted to six and a half million. This year, we'll do twenty, almost $22 million. It makes you think differently. Yeah. And it makes you level up your game through structured organization. So I'm an entrepreneur. I didn't go to this prestigious school, right? I went to a local community college and I barely got through that. I'm not an Ivy League trained guy. So I didn't have like a framework going in as an entrepreneur. I'm just like, I just made it happen, right? Like I'm doing this, doing that. Mm -hmm. EOS takes entrepreneurs, which are most, most of the people listening to this episode, oh, yeah. I would imagine. It gives you structure. Like you're not crazy. You're not alone. This is how all entrepreneurs feel. It gives you that structure. I want to jump to something really quick before yeah. I forget, because this is another valuable tip uh, while we were talking, just kind of popped in my head. So I have four children. Um, I want to get my basement finished um, by a basement company. So the only, the, the challenge of my basement was contractors would have to walk through my home to go to my basement. And I'm like, this, this project's going to take three, four five months. Like, so that was my objection. My experience with contractors hasn't been great. Typically, they're smoking, they're loud, it's like invasive in my home. Again, that's my perception. It may not be reality, but look, I'm looking at it from the, from the standpoint of a consumer. Um, and then my family, like, I'm like, man, people are coming in every day. It's like we're living with them. Like, I don't know if I want to do this. So I interviewed a handful of companies, and I found one company, and I brought those two objections to them. And I said, I don't care about anything else. I know you guys can do a good job, but here's my challenges. 
I don't want you living with me. I'm kind of nervous with having random ass people in my house around my family. He overcame those objections, said, Wes, every day we vacuum the stairs. This is your home. Like we partner with you. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody can tell you that, right? Like that's exactly what they're going to tell you. Um, I hired them and lo and behold, they delivered on their promise and it was amazing. Like the guys that came, I knew who was in the house every day. It was their own team. They were a family company, like core values match my core values. Long story short, and the reason why I'm telling you this story is because this is probably one of the most impactful things that any entrepreneur business owner can do. I wrote them a testimonial on Google, a Google review, and I wrote it just like I told you in Somebody from that company, I don't know if the owner or one of the VPs or something called me back and said, I just want to call and thank you. And I said, why? He goes, because that review you wrote, I can't tell you how many people have told us that we're going to do business. Like you hit every objection, honestly. Like I'll say shit that people won't say, but this is how people feel. I actually just say it and I put it out there. And I was like, look, like you guys did a killer job in my basement. I want people to know that you guys did a great job. So, and the reason why I share that is it's really important as an entrepreneur, as a, as a home service type business to really connect with your customer base and have them leave you Google reviews. We provide a tool that is really easy to use almost automatically, but there's other stuff out there in the world too, that you can piggyback off of to get those reviews because people are looking and people are watching. And if somebody asked me and said, well, does it matter to have a number one ranking on Google? or like 10 five-star reviews, I might kind of lean into the 10 five-star reviews because that's the social proof that this market's going to. And if it's good enough for me, it's good enough for that person. And that's kind of where I always encourage home services type clients. Like your customer base is gold and you need to get them to leave that on Google because they're going to do your selling for you and it makes yeah. it easy. I love that. That, that. And that shows the power of testimonials and just asking for testimonials because they can be so powerful. Um, so thank you so much for that story. That was amazing. We un unfortunately, actually fortunately, because the show needs to be produced somehow, we need to take a moment to hear a word from our sponsor. And when we get back, we're going to talk about um, a couple of resources that you mentioned that I wanna, I wanna touch on once again. And we will talk about what's working now and what's not working uh, in the online marketing space. So uh, thank you to the audience. If you got here this far, hold on. We're going to take a moment, hear a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. You certainly can't afford to give profit away for no reason. But what if I told you credit card processors may be overcharging you and robbing you of profits you've worked hard to earn? It's time to put an end to being overcharged for payment processing. It's time to take back your profits. That's why we've put together a free report, How to Avoid Being Overcharged by Your Payment Processor. Head over to TakeBackYourProfits.com, download the report, and put an end to being overcharged for credit card processing. You've worked hard for your sales, and you deserve to keep it. What are you waiting for? Go to TakeBackYourProfits.com and download your report today. Welcome back to Under Pressure. Uh, thank you again, Wesley, for joining us. Wes Matthews here today. Uh, he's been fantastic so far, giving us some great insight, resources, and stories. Uh, thank you again for joining us. Yeah, thanks. Glad to be here. Glad to share. Happy to share. I love, I love giving experience shares and stuff that helped me and my company along the way. Love it. Absolutely. So uh, before the break, we had talked about this book, Traction. I just want to show you, go find this by Gino Wickman. Uh, go find this book. 
because, uh, as Wes said, these these books about EOS, this is another one by him, What the Heck is EOS? There's a whole series of them. They really do change the way you think about business. And if you're here, uh, you're already an entrepreneur that is doing doing it the right way. You're looking for resources, whether it's podcasts, books. And so I'm actually going to have uh, Wes share some more books uh, or resources, <laughs> if it's podcasts, books. Yeah. What do you recommend that someone who's here, who's, who's on the path <clears throat> to grow their business, what do you recommend they take a look at? So yeah, to the point of EOS, like, a lot of a lot of individuals might look at that and be like, "It's so complicated." Or there's a structure. I don't need that. I just do this. I will challenge you because I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a visionary, and I always thought that people knew exactly what I was talking about or what's going on in my mind. And I can tell you, they have no idea. So if you want your techs, your team, to all be in alignment quicker, faster, if you read that book and you do the work, that's ultimately what it'll allow you to do. So. I've probably spent north of five thousand dollars in audiobooks. I learned so much through just reading. I didn't. I wasn't the kid in school that actually paid attention. I was partying. I was doing God knows whatever. But I can tell you and probably give you a couple shortcuts. Like what changed my life personally. Like I've read all the Seven Habits of Successful Leaders and all that, Lincioni. And but the books that stand out to me the most and what's kind of helped me through kind of my journey is Tony Robbins, uh, Unshakable. That's a great book. Um, and I can't. I don't mean I can't read. I just can't read because I have four kids and I have so many things going on. So audiobooks to me do it. Tony Robbins, Unshakable, pretty much anything Tony Robbins. But if you want a swift kick in the butt and really motivate yourself, read 10X by Grant Cardone. That book is going to make you think differently. So if you're if you're in the pressure washing space, like you have one truck, why not 10? Like let's start to think about that. And EOS is a tool. And I'm, I hang around a lot of successful entrepreneurs and I'm part of this entrepreneur organization, um, have built large companies from EOS modeling. So Grant Cardone and Tony Robbins for me are, are definitely the winners where I actually have valid takeaways after I'm finished. Absolutely. And one book I wanted to mention that I know we discussed during the break that you've read, E-Myth. I think E-Myth is so important for a lot of home service providers. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of the, these pressure washers that are listening to this probably got into pressure washing because they love pressure washing. They saw an opportunity with it. And now you're running a company that you're so much more than a pressure washer. You're wearing a million different hats. You're now not just a pressure washer. You could you could still be a technician, but you, at the same time, you're a business owner. You're you're doing you're marketing. You're your marketing person. You're doing hiring. You're doing customer service. So you're doing your financials. So you got every hat on. So I'm, I'm wondering if, uh, you know, what, what you think about hiring and, and the resources like E-Myth, the things that you have to read to get yourself to the point where you can let go of that control. Because that's the, like what a lot of people don't want to lose control in their business as they're growing it. But you kind of need to let, let loose on the control aspect and hire people um, like Wes's company that can say, all right, you're not a marketing expert as a power wash um, business owner, but we are. We're a marketing expert. We can offload that for you. I'm just wondering what you think yeah. about all that. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, my philosophy is, you know, you could have a lot of problems in a company, which are great, but unless you have cash coming in, those problems don't matter. So for me, that's why I love marketing and I love the company we built because we can actually quantify a customer spend. So for example, if a customer has a thousand dollars to spend, we have some customers that spend well over 150,000 a month, some that spend a thousand a month. Um, just understand what that number is mm. and what you're willing to allocate. 
but then understand what that return's going to be. So what we set off to do, and this is where I said there's a 90-10 difference, right? We quantify with our customers, whether they're pressure washing, home services, pest control, doesn't really matter on a B2C uh, service standpoint. We will let them know how much that lead is going to cost and how we are going to get that. So essentially what we do in our relationship doesn't happen overnight. But let's say as we're working together, for example, pressure washing lead might cost 50 bucks. So then you start to understand your numbers, right? Okay, if I have one guy, one truck, 10 guys, we understand, well, how many opportunities do we need? What's the spend to get? We help, we break that down for you. And a lot of people say, well, you know, there's a lot of hocus pocus out there. Sure. What we did differently is we built our own technology and we've been building it since 20, 2009, essentially, where we run AI and through technology, we know based on the positioning on where we can put your ads, the volume of Google search, we know how many clicks and how many leads you're going to get and what our targets are. So we have a whole fulfillment and deliverable that pretty much gives you everything. So my, my feedback to everybody is not to say use HLM because we have all the answers. Know, know what you're trying, know the outcome and yeah. then work backwards. So if you want X amount of customers, okay, how am I going to do that? And just make sure you work with the right company that's going to help educate you. And you can actually hold their feet to the fire when you spend a thousand that you know what's coming back. Because oftentimes marketing companies will say, well, Jake, you got, you know, a hundred thousand impressions and pay us 10 grand. You're like, well, wait, wait a minute. Like my no, phone didn't no. ring. Yeah. Well, no. you paid for impressions. Like we don't do that. Like I'm all about, yeah. you know. Let's create clarity. Let's set some goals. You have a dedicated account manager. Let's work together. And like I said, this isn't like tomorrow, all of a sudden it's raining. It does happen. But we all lay goals and we're on the same page. We build out a strategy. My team executes. And what happens is when you start to get comfortable and start to trust, right? Because everything's trust in a relationship. Now you're like, damn, what else can you do? What else would you advise me to do? And that's how we gain trust with our customers. Bring them in. Do the web. Do the SEO, show some traction, and then like let's really have some fun because we can oh, yeah. really scale. And again, you know, we had customers that can't. I mean, this is why I love to do what we do. Like starting this back in '09, really ramping it. I mean, I had guys that had one truck, owner operators that now have over 50 trucks on the road that are now managing really big businesses. And again, it goes back to like whether it's EOS or whatever book you want to read. What do you want? Do you want to be the guy, owner operator, spraying the the power sprayer? If that's what you want to do, great. But yeah. if you want to build something around 50 trucks, we're a good partner because be the best at spraying the trucks and customer service. We're the best at driving leads in the marketing. Yeah. Find the right partners, just like the right techs. You need the right partner to make sure it's going to work well with your business. And you know, for us, like we don't work well with every type of business. But for the most part, we're transparent and honest and we'll help give people the right direction or point them in the right direction if we're not the right fit. So there are a couple of things I want to unpack there. The first is why I even got into this in the first place with this e-myth conversation uh, and the wearing multiple hats and the technician, what you're just saying there. You can be the best at pressure washing and that's fine if that's what you want to do. If you figured out what you want to do, you want to be the owner operator going to jobs and doing the jobs, that's great. And so you get to the point now where you're growing, you've read traction, you, you know all about EOS and you're growing your company and you realize you can't balance everything. You can't do everything. You might need to offload marketing and hire someone to do marketing in-house or hire a third party to do your marketing. Also, what, the reason why I'm going down this path is because I just listened to a great conversation, uh, a live stream that Bergflow put on. Uh, Bergflow really helps people uh, grow their businesses and, and they, they work with entrepreneurs as well. And they're like growth consultants, essentially. And one of the things that they had talked about is 
If that's what you want and that's what you want to do, that's totally fine. Just hire a CEO. If you're growing your company and you want to take it to the next level and the next level and keep growing it, hire a CEO. You don't have to be the CEO as the owner and you can be an owner and, op and an operator in your company and that can be fine. So it's just an interesting conversation there uh, of you know finding the right people who are the best at what they do. You're not the best at everything and if you think you are, you're only getting in your way. Uh, if you think you're the best uh, pressure washer and you can't find anyone good at it, I, th I challenge you to go try out some people and see if they can pressure wash or if you can teach them as well as, as you can pressure yeah. wash and if you can teach people to do your marketing. <clears throat> Yeah, a good piece of advice for me on that is, you know, I, I went through this period as, as an entrepreneur and owner, like, I used to go out and meet with every single client, and I would sell them, close them, I had a high success rate, it was really hard to find somebody at my level, and you are in my own mind, at that point. right, but at the same time, I was bottlenecking everything, right, because everything is here, and I'm kind of like, then all of a sudden, I look back, I'm like, holy cow, like, my production's supporting, like, 15, 20 people, like, I've got to figure this out, so the one thing that I was like, look, Somebody's not going to do it 100% at my level, but I got to be okay with 80. And my job turned into more, instead of me going out to the jobs and doing all of it, I had to invest in that individual to scale. And again, if you don't want to, that's okay. But I think the earlier and faster you can figure out where's my highest, best use of value, what am I trying to accomplish? Like, I want to grow my company to 100 million. That was the North Star of my company. It wasn't, I want to be the sales guy for my company and make X amount per month and do yeah. this for the rest of my life. It's how do I get to this number as fast as possible, efficient as possible, because I'm an entrepreneur. I, I want to I want to grow. I know guys yeah. that want to be owner operators that make a ton of money and they're, and they're happy with that. And that's fantastic. Like to each their own. It's just the earlier you can read some of this stuff, figure out where you want to land, the more success and the more clarity you're going to have uh, oh, as, yeah. as, a, as an entrepreneur. Absolutely. And you said something uh, a few minutes ago that I thought is so important to dig into for the marketing aspect of this, which is knowing your numbers, how you guys at high level marketing, you know the numbers and you transparently relay that to people. So now I'm wondering for someone listening to this who's saying, oh wow, I don't know my numbers. I what metrics yeah. should people be focusing on that are important today in, in this marketing space? Yeah, I mean, to keep it simple, like I could, we could do a whole nother episode on this and dive <laughs> yeah. straight in the weeds. But what I would say is, Look at marketing and spend as an investment, not as an expense. Mm -hmm. Understand your, like if, and I always ask this question to anybody, if you're power washing or whatever industry you're in, wave a magic wand. If I'm your buyer and I'm willing to do business with you, what's your highest best service that you're looking to promote? How much money are you going to receive on that? So let's just use this as a back of the napkin example. Say I have 10 semi trucks and it's a thousand dollars. I want to do semi trucks and they're a hundred bucks a pop. Okay, great. Would you pay me, if I'm a buying customer today, would you pay me $10 to do business? If I'm going to give you $100 to do the work, would you give me 10 bucks? And people will go, yeah. Okay, would you do 20? Well, yeah, I mean, if we can get them on a contract and do that, yeah. Okay, would you do 30? At some point, they're like, ooh, like, I can't go more than that. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, that's your threshold. Let's understand and look at the market. So if we can generate generate you leads for this cost, and this is used the the rule like of a hundred dollars, the whole arithmetic is is understanding if we can get a lead for ten dollars and you can close it and have a high conversion rate, then we can start to get into like what does that sales process look like? We can build out that simple formula for the pressure washer owner to say every time you invest a thousand, 
If you get a hundred leads, like that's what it is. And if you want two hundred leads, you pump another thousand dollars in it. You know, we just figure out the right kind of tempo flow and how we can grow alongside with them. And that's that that to me is the fun stuff because we watch these companies grow, you know, and we're making money and they're making money and everybody wins and we're getting referrals and you know how it goes that. around. And I love the way you talk about it because we had someone on um it might not have been this podcast. It might have been our other podcast, the Inspection Pros podcast, which I highly recommend. We actually have an E-Myth episode. Go check that out with Sean Rossback. But uh, someone mentioned in the other podcast uh, that marketing is a faucet that always has to be on, but you can turn the dial to turn it up and down to meet your needs at the time. Is that how you like to think about it? Something that you always have to be doing, but you can turn it up and down? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's core fundamentals that always have to be on, right? Like, you always have to pay your light bill, even though you're not turning the lights on. So Meaning, you need a website, and you need hosting, and you and you have to do a little bit of organic. And sometimes customers get pissed off because they're like, well, I don't want to pay for organic this month. That's not how it happened. That, that's not how it works. Like, there's an infrastructure behind it. You can't shut off organic optimization. However, to the point of, you know, do we want to try Facebook? Do we want to try LinkedIn? People ask me, can you build an app? And I'll say, we will do whatever we feel alongside with you that's going to bring in the most opportunities. So at the end of the day, none of our customers actually care what we do. It's not like they're like, we have to be on Facebook. They could care less if we're on the, you know, wearing a chicken suit, put driving leads to their website. As long as it works. Everybody just cares about leads. So that's what we try to do. We try to eliminate all the noise and say, Facebook's cute, but it's not going to do anything for you. Yeah. Like you need leads, you need customers, and here's the pipeline that's going to generate those opportunities. And that's what the work is through our production process, our customer service management team. So we, we are really like people like, Oh, well, you do web and SEO. It's like, yeah, but really we're like high level consultants and marketing divisions of companies, because let's face it to hire our company, you're getting a really smart salesperson. You're getting a customer service manager. You're getting a content person, an organic optimization person, a paid person, a creative director, a designer, a project manager, a post, a pre, I could go on and on about how many people touch your project. And, you know, this is where I get the question too, should I bring somebody internally? Do whatever you want, but just challenge, I challenge you that when you hire a team like us, you're getting a team of 120 people rowing in one direction mm -hmm. that want you to be successful. And it's really hard to get that value by hiring one or two people. And I know early on as an entrepreneur growing a company, you then have to rely on that one person where with HLM, you're dealing with a magnitude of individuals that are there to help build your business, which, which is, which is pretty awesome. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so there's a, there's a lot, a, a lot I want to touch on, but let's touch on first that, so knowing your customer, I think that's the most important part here, right? So one thing you said is like the SEO stuff, like a marketing company you can you might run into at a conference or, or online because they have their own ads. They might say to you, oh yeah, you give us this amount of money, we'll give you this many impressions. And we've talked about that, right? But how important is it to know exactly who you're speaking to and to figure that out, figure out your goals and tailor your marketing all to that, to, to say, hey, these are the exact customers I'm speaking to. I'm not just going to shotgun blast out some marketing. I'm going to actually speak to the people I need to speak to. So what do you think about that, about how important it is to actually know your your end user and the end customer? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 one of the most important things, right? Um, 
you know, early on as an entrepreneur in a marketing company, we used to be anything and everything to anybody that would meet us. I would, we would close a project. Didn't matter what industry they were in. We'd, we'd do their project. Then we got smarter and really narrowed it down and said, you know what? We're very intentional and we kick ass in home services and healthcare. Like nobody's better than us. Like we've got the flywheel. Nobody can touch us for the price, the talent. Like, but if somebody comes to me and says, Hey, can you build this custom? We're, we're on a platform right now called Riverside. Then I need this to post here. I'll say, I could probably hook you up with a company that could probably better suit your needs. So understanding, you know, not every customer out there or potential could is a, is a good customer. So again, it's hard because I had to like walk away from money and walk away from customers. But when you start to really narrow in, it's like shooting a bow and arrow or shooting a gun at a target. When you're hitting that center and it feels good and the, the rifle's going and everything's working together, man, that's when you start to get in your financials and start throttling up gross margin and profit and really knowing your numbers. So it's really, you're, I guess to go back to your question, it is like the holy grail of understanding and being 100% as possible. And maybe it's like watching Tiger Woods golf. It sounds really easy and it looks really easy. It's really hard. Yeah. It gets really hard. And that's where, you know, again, whether it's HLM or somebody else, just articulate what you're trying to accomplish and make sure you're working with a company that's going to deliver KPIs, key performance indicators to help you understand. So you're working together. And look, even if you're working with a company, I, we talked to so many companies, home services included, that they're like, my marketing company sucks. Okay, well, tell me why they suck. This, 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 and this. And come to find out, sometimes they always don't suck. It's just a, a misunderstanding of alignment of what we're trying to accomplish. So just just be clear on your KPIs. And, you know, again, something I didn't mention that I probably should have mentioned earlier is what really helped me as an entrepreneur was once I started hanging around other entrepreneurs going through the same shit I'm going yeah. through, growing a company, employees, and all this stuff, it was awesome because I didn't feel alone on an island. So if you're in the home services space, there's like BNI, there's there's little local chapters, there's QSC, there's PHCC, there's all these different things out there in the world that other entrepreneurs uh, join where there's small groups, discussions about products, services, opportunities, or just, hey, how do you deal with this? Or, hey, I, I just got sued by a homeowner but you know, for $100,000 because I sprayed out her window. Like, Who's gone down that path before? Like, who do I talk to? And you'll find a lot of, you know, you'll find you're not alone yeah. in this world. And there's a lot of value to that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just clear KPI, knowing what you want and not really wavering from that is super important. Because I think as an entrepreneur, I change my mind a yeah. lot. But there's some things that can't be negotiable. And you just hold, you hold people's fight, you know, you hold their feet to the fire, whether it's an employee, a vendor, partner, whatever. Here's what we're doing together, and this is, you know, do we both understand each other? Okay, if it's not perfect all the time, what are we doing to get to these these benchmarks? And if it's not working, cut it loose and, you know, move yeah. on. And I think that's so, it just shows how important it is that you're doing this as well, the knowing the customer and knowing what you want to do. And you've niched down into the specific, you know, ideal customers. And that's what people really have to know. What's your ideal customer? Who are you speaking to? How can you get in their shoes, empathize, and, and uh, speak to them? So I'm, this has been fantastic so far. And what I want to end on is what's working now and what's not working. I'm sure being, you know, knee deep in the marketing world, you yeah. know, all the trends that are going on now, what people think is working, what people think is not working, but what are you seeing that's working and not working now? So I used to have a joke. People be like, are you on social media? I'm like, 
I'm not a 13 year old girl, so I'm not on social media. Well, the reality is, you better you better get on social media, um, Instagram, short stories. You know, uh, have the opportunity to be on your podcast. So, like this whole new medium of getting yourself out there. Like I personally am spinning up my own podcast with our customers because I'm finding a lot of home services and a lot of our clients they don't have video media out there. And these guys are great, but they're like little hidden gems behind the scenes and nobody really knows who they are. But like talk about that and don't be afraid to put yourself out there. I mean, even walking through with the customer video testimonials, content. I can't stress enough like new relevant content. <clears throat> when I first started in my business, marketing, digital marketing, uh, content marketing, content strategy really wasn't a thing. And then fast forward like five years, like let's call it 2015, I had like nine writers on my team that are on my payroll because content is so important. And oftentimes I would get a lot of home service guys like, we're going to write the content. We'll send it over to you next week. The reality is hire a professional, put your bullet points out there, get your message across and how you want to show up to the world, but really focus on good quality content and keep it simple, keep it clean because that's, what's going to attract people to your website, reading the information out there. Um, it's, it's really important stuff. So, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of blogs you can subscribe to, you know, SEO is a complicated world. So all I do is I recommend do your due diligence. Like I just said something about check out Google reviews, check out the Google reviews of any company you're going to partner with, especially if you're talking about spending thousands of dollars from a marketing perspective. So to hopefully answer your question, it's just a very confusing world. It's ever changing. Um, what worked a year ago doesn't work today. Um, we've invested in our own technology to try to stay ahead of the eight ball in a lot of it, but we still work really, really hard. But what we try to do is partner with the right home services company. So it's like, look, put your trust in us. This is what we're doing for you. We'll pull you in as stuff changes, as the market changes. Like, look at the economy right now. The stock market's gone crazy the last three days. If you have a good stock broker or a financial advisor, they're going to tell you, hey, don't freak out. Like, stocks are on sale. Everything comes up. Like, they have your back. They're going to let you know when you need to know. And, and we're the same way. You know, look, we will tell the customer this year might be a little turbulent. Like next month might be a little down, but then the next month is going to go up. So just do your due diligence. Um, you know, just find reputable companies and get referrals. You know, I encourage some of our customers to talk to other customers of ours to hear it from their mouth about what we were able to do. Because look, at the end of the day, you could line up 10 companies that do pressure washing. They all do business a little bit different. They're all looking for different outcomes and they're all at different phases of their life. So it's really hard, you know, as a business, from a business perspective, we try to meet every entrepreneur where they're at and where they want to grow. So it's really cool to get feedback. And again, check out Google reviews and just make sure you're partnering with the right, just make sure you can pick the right pony is probably the bottom line when it comes to digital and marketing. Well said, absolutely well said. I love that. So then one question I have off of that is, just because I know a lot of people are, are frustrated with things they're doing now or things they're told to do, is there anything that you'd say, hey, if you're doing this, stop doing it right now, total waste of time and money? So if, you, if, if, you're in the, if you're in home services and you're doing anything related to digital marketing, stop doing all of it. Like work on growing your business or actually like work on your business and leave it to the experts to do digital marketing. So unless you want to become a digital marketer or have passions to do it, build your business and hire the right vendors, partners around you to help you grow your business. So I would say stop doing things yourself. 
and, and hire it out. So a good book I mentioned, I failed to mention, and I apologize, <laughs> but it's called Who Not How by Dan Sullivan. And this is a good book and a good segue because as you're brought up and you go to school, everybody wants to do everything themselves. But the book really teaches you about don't don't have a to-do list. Find the who who's going to do your the project and delegate. So as a business owner, you need to surround yourself with people that can take that, which is, let's just in this case, marketing or digital marketing, hold them accountable and delegate it out. Absolutely. And the Who Not How book will really dive a little deeper and kind of educate you on what that, you know, realistically looks like and, and gives you some new things to think about. Oh, yeah. So that another great book to check out. That one sounds familiar. I'm not sure if I read that one. It might be back. I don't I don't think so. But uh, wow. Thank you so much for bringing uh, such great expertise, you know, this insight and these resources. These are fantastic resources where you can go hop off this podcast uh, take some actionable items you've learned here and go read some books, go listen to some podcasts with all the stuff we've talked about. And uh, you're on the right uh, path if you're here. Listen to this, if you've gotten this far in the episode. So I want to thank you again, Wes. And also, if someone has uh, really loved what they've heard, they, they love what you heard, they heard from you, and they want to either ask you questions or inquire about your services, mm -hmm. where can someone find you? Where should they reach out to you or, or look for your website or any of that? Yeah, you go to high level marketing, you won't necessarily probably find me through that, but LinkedIn, honestly, is probably the best way. So Wesley Matthews, Matthews with one T. Um, yeah, you can find me there. I go on there, check messages. I get periodic random questions. And like I said, happy to point entrepreneurs in the right direction and, and add value anywhere I can. So I encourage it. Well, that's what this podcast is all about, bringing experts in your industry um, to you. So we brought some fantastic guests so far. We have Wes, Wes today has given us some fantastic information for these home service um, audience members, specifically the pressure washer industry. And I know on behalf of our audience, uh, thank you. I know they're really going to appreciate it. And uh, please stay tuned. We're going to have a fantastic roster of guests upcoming in the next coming week, next few weeks as we've been to some fantastic events and may, met the experts and influencers in these industries. So uh, thank you again, Wes. We really appreciate it. Yeah, Jake. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. And to anyone out there who wants to increase their bottom line immediately, if you want to increase your profitability, um, look at www.pairpayments.com. Um, we will eliminate your credit card processing fees. Give us a call. Let's see how we can help you out. And hey, reach out to Wes. Wes knows what he's talking about. Wes was kind enough to come on here and let us pick his brain. So um, yeah, we really appreciate it. And we will see you next week with some more fantastic experts um, and influencers in your industry. So thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and smash that subscribe button. And don't forget to hit the bell so you won't miss our next episode. This episode was produced by Jake Aronson. This has been a Pair Payments production.